This week on Backyard Footy. Probably my second year, um, like we used to, we usually don't get that many days off because there's Champions League, uh, Cup games or whatever. There's so many stuff to do, international break, all the players go to, to with the national teams. But uh, occasionally we would get a day off and I would take a day off, you know, and uh, maybe two, three times. And uh, the first time I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go to the training ground, you know, like to be to feel good about myself. And I showed up and the whole team was there every single day off. So I was like, you guys come all the time. So yeah, you needed to learn by yourself. There's no day off here. Even if you just come to do like some stretching or like recovery or whatever you do, there's no days off. These guys are just on 24 seven, you know? So that was like a good learning you know, experience. Yo, 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 what's up, footy fans? It's your host, Hugh Roberts, a.k.a. Superhuman. It feels so great to be back. It's been a long time since I've recorded, I know. It's been a little while, but, you know, throughout this whole year, it's been a whole different journey for Backyard Footy within itself, honestly. You know, this year has been a quick little update on Backyard Footy. It's been it's been a, a good little transition for Backyard Footy, you know. My last podcast within itself, episode 45, was all the way back in March. Definitely check that out. But as you've seen in between that on social media, definitely follow Backyard Footy on social media. Backyard Footy is more than just a podcast within itself. Yes, there's a lot of philanthropic efforts with my foundation. But I've been getting a lot more visuals and doing a lot more visuals behind the scenes on game days, during practices, and you know, giving more content to what we do on away trips, on home games, and everything too. So definitely follow along. My I envision Backyard Footy as, a comp- as an entertainment company traveling across the country, giving you guys in-depth visuals and, you know, podcasts, recordings, one-on-one interviews as well still. And, you know, growing this game of soccer in this country in every aspect. So I thank you guys for staying patient, following along with me. Um, It's been another great, this is another great episode coming out, episode 46, the live show throughout this year. This is my third live show. The other two, sorry, the other one, the first one's on YouTube. Definitely check that out. But I've been doing these live shows to give fans an in-person experience, you know, meeting us, asking us questions, not just listening to my audios, you know, via social media or however you listen to podcasts. But I wanted you to come live in person and meet us and hear us and hear our backgrounds and journeys. So these shows have been tremendous. Shout out Free Range Brewery. Shout out Midwood Collective for coming through with the videography and the productions as well. And shout out all my boys from the independents who've been coming through and helping me out and making this transition smooth. On this episode, we have eight guys from the independents, including the famous guest, Gabriel Oberton, hopped onto the show as well to join us sharing his Manchester United experience. So you definitely don't want to miss that. And I'm back in the recording game. I have a brand new episode coming next week with a big star. Everyone is going to be excited for it, so definitely tune in and follow along. Let me know what you think. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Tune in, footy, footy fans. All right, cool. We'll get started in a bit. Wait for my man, Bow. Good luck. So what's up, footy fans? This is your host, Hugh Roberts, independence player number three. 
Got some new, new and familiar faces here. Can't thank you guys enough. And also shout out to Free Range too for hooking us up, hooking up the drinks and just the ambiance with everything, man. It's much appreciated. Before we get started though, like I mentioned on social media, I'll be doing five free ticket giveaways. So we're gonna start with that giveaway first, all right? <clears throat> Question number one. How many total goals have the independents scored so far this season? Closest wins. Don't look at your phones or nothing, none of that too. <laughs> Any number, closest to it. Yeah. 37. All right. Anybody else? 45. 45. 28. 25. 25. Answer is 26. Big Joe. <laughs> Joe, I got you with a ticket. Let's go. All right, next question. On this current roster right now, how many players play pro internationally at some point in their career? Take a random guess, too. Closest number wins? Seven. Seven? Five. That's a good question. Five. Eight. 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 Nine. All right, the answer is 11. So nine is the winner. <laughs> Next question, who has committed the most fouls this year in the team and how many? Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I'll give you a hint too, he's, one of, he's a player up here. Guess the, I think I guess the player play. and number of of fouls he's committed already this year. <laughs> Kevin, how many? Uh, yeah. 20. Oh. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Para. Para, how many? Four. <laughs> Four, seven, was, 40, uh, seven. Six on Christian. Per game. No, six, <laughs> six total fouls all year. All right, anybody else? All right, the answer is Para. And he has 36 fouls. <laughs> so, I'm a. Um, <laughs> Who is the highest? How many did you say again? I said 20, but yeah. Well, she has VIP passes. Don't worry about her. I'll give it to you. Don't worry. Question number four. How many total different goal scorers have we had so far this season? How many different players have scored so far this season? Eight. Mm. I mean, anybody else? Seven. Ten. Correct answer. Oh, six. Okay, sorry. Correct answer is eight on the dot. Got it again. That's two tickets for you. Gotcha. And the last one how many red cards do we have this season? And which player or players, plural, has a red card? Hint is a player up here again. 
<laughs> two. Uh, yeah, players up here again. <laughs> you got two. Don't you? <laughs> Christian again. Okay. Anybody else? All right, Lisa. Yes, it was Christian and it was Kevin. They both have one each. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started, though. Um, so I'm not going to go through these, this whole presentation. This is my third show here, my third live show. Um, the first one's on YouTube. Definitely check that out. I have some of these guys here as well. But I broke down. It was my third year anniversary, so I broke down the timeline of Backyard Footy. I'm not going to go through every single slide in depth, but I will, for the new faces, just briefly talk about you know my brand and Backyard Footy. So 2018, started on my couch watching ESPN. Figure, you know, how can I show insights to Backer Footy? Backer Footy shows the um, behind the scenes experiences of professional athletes on and off the field. So what I did back in 2018, I just had people come to my couch on my free housing area and we just interviewed on my couch kind of thing. Um, this video right here is the first ever episode I, 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 I ever had, but you know, I just wanted guys to highlight their journeys and experience. So that's really how I started in 18. Nah, we're good, my G. We're good, G. I appreciate you. Oh man, you get everything today, for real. <clears throat> but yeah, so transitioning from that in 18, I had different um, guests come through, had a bunch of ex-college players on my show as well. The guy in the middle plays for SC Cincinnati right now, Joe Jow. But again, just highlighting the experiences of what we went through. Moved here in 19, met my guy right here, Mike, top videographer here in Charlotte, helped me do some more visuals on and off the field. So on the bottom right corner, I have some just young players that are on the team in 19. Top right corner is a video of what we do and practice every single day. Quickly, just briefly go through that. Again, all this is on YouTube, all this is all on my social, social media accounts, so definitely follow and check things out. Top left corner is what we do on our off-season stuff, training. Bottom left corner is us going to the gym. So again, it's more than just kind of like a podcast, just giving you guys behind the scenes of what we really go through. So then last, last year in 2020, before COVID hit, I wanted to get my own studio. I was able to partner with ESPN 730 here in Charlotte and in South End blessed me with my, or not my own studio, but they let me use their equipment in their studio. So that's where you see the ESPN logos everywhere. I had my boy B here as well too, Enzo the captain. But not only that, throughout the year, I did some competitions. You see kids juggling up there, but I did some giveaways and just, there's other little things. Bottom corner, that's the president of the whole USL, Jake Edwards, had him on IG Live, had him on my podcast as well. Bottom left corner, Jorge Herrera, a legend here in Charlotte, works with Charlotte FC now. So again, there's more than you know a podcast per se. The whole movement last year, I got like 15 to 20 
USL and, and MLS guys together, black players specifically, talking about the journey of playing, you know, and the struggles of being black playing soccer in America, because not too many black players really play soccer in America. Based on these conversations, FC Cincinnati, he played for FC Cincinnati. Another FC Cincinnati player was on the second edition, but after our conversations, they donated 250000 to local black uh, communities in Cincinnati just based off, you know, a podcast having a conversation. So it kind of showed me and enlightened me to keep going. And with that bottom left corner, me, B, a couple other guys spearheaded this thing, created the Black Players Alliance of the USO. Through last year, we were able to get every single, before every single game, players were kneeling, players after seven minutes of playing stood at the center circle for, you know, justice pretty much and represent, representation. So again, really just using the podcast and the platform to speak up and reach out. And lastly, through the whole foundation and movement last year, I was able to create my own foundation, charity foundation, created some Charlotte specific Black Lives Matter t-shirts. But not only that, I raised $4,000 total, was able to partner with this homeless organization here called Block Love. That's the owner right there, but I'm still partnering with them now to the part where now, today, bottom right corner, I'm doing a breakfast and dinner drive for twice a month, every single month. I partner with Food Lion. We go uptown on 9th Street, give food to the homeless. Um, not only that, my man Mike came to a couple home game, the home opener as well too, shot some more visuals, what it's like, you know, giving you guys insights of what it's like for us on game days and stuff. So again, back at Footy, I really want it to be like an entertainment company kind of thing. I want you guys to see in every aspect from a podcast, from here, these live shows, you know, just understanding us and connecting with us. Again, that's all on socials and everything too. So definitely check that out. Follow back to our Footy and all social media platforms, YouTube, everything as well too. Um, but yeah, let's get started. I got some questions for you guys too. All right, cool. So it's been almost two months since the last show that I've had here. Moved to a new stadium, bunch of games, new signings. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about playing in a new stadium, Memorial Stadium? I would say for sure my least favorite thing is the fact that it's turf. Um, but my favorite thing about playing there is the fact that it's close to the city. You have the nice view in the background, and it's a nice stadium. Um, we have we have a lot of, of people come out, so I don't mind. Uh, I would say my favorite part of playing in the stadium is just being. Uh, I guess in a stadium in, a, in an area that I grew up in, um, you know, going to games there when I was in high school and middle school, and, and now I'm getting to play there. I think that's probably my favorite thing. I'd say the least favorite thing is is definitely just uh, having to go from Matthews to the stadium and, you know, training one place and, and playing games in another place. But, I mean, it's worth it. Perfect. For me, my favorite thing about playing the new stadium is definitely, you know, it's my first year back, so kind of experiencing the fans again is definitely nice. Um, and I think my least favorite thing, I honestly, you know, I'm getting a little older, so I probably have to agree with that I'm on this one. That it might be 
might be the turf because I feel a little bit more, you know, now that I'm, you know, a couple years older than than I used to be. Gabby, I asked everybody, what's some of your favorite things playing? I mean, you haven't officially played in the Memorial Stadium yet, but just training there and everything. What's some of the good and bad playing in that new stadium? Um, I mean, I've not played at the previous one, so it's hard to compare. Like, I guess the location is uh, might be. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I click into like the location might be better for like our fan base, but uh, but for me and maybe all the players, the surface is like hard on knees and stuff. So it's a great spot, but it's got like some cons too, you know. Hugh, can you introduce the star of the show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's a good question. Before we get started, have some new faces here. I want them to just briefly talk about you know their journeys and pretty much how they got here to the Charlotte Independence. So Dean, Adam, Kevin, Gabby, if you don't mind, the rest of you guys have been here on this show as well. Just briefly tell us you know your journey and how you got here, pretty much. All right, so my name is Adam. Um, I grew up in North Carolina in Raleigh, about two and a half hours away. Um, out of high school, I went to play a year in Germany. And then after that year, I signed for Charlotte FC. So I'm on loan with the Independence until November, and then I'm with Charlotte FC starting next year. Uh, I'm Kevin Riascos. Uh, I'm Colombian. I'm 26 years. Uh, I played in Colombia in second and first division. Um, after two years in first division, uh, I come here and I'm happy with the, my teammates and the team. Very good. Uh, so I'm Gabriel Obadan. Uh, I'm French. I'm 32. I played in England for seven years. Then went to Russia for a few months, uh, Bulgaria, and the last three years I was in Turkey, and uh, I just I just signed with Charlotte for like uh, till the rest of the season at least. So that's it. I'm just excited to be here and uh, and uh, excited to see what comes in the future too. Um, yeah, I'm Christian Dean. Uh, you know, I've been retired for about the past two years, and yeah, it's my first season back officially. Uh, I think I played about six seasons at, in MLS previously in Vancouver and Chicago. So it's nice to be back, and it's a great team to be on, so yeah. For my international players, Irvin, Adam, Val, even Kevin, Gabby, what's, what's the difference in playing overseas and then playing here with the independence in the USL, difference in the game? Val, go ahead, take off. Tell us about Mexico. Um, so, I mean, my only experience internationally is in Mexico. I was there these past five months. Um, the game here is, is different. I don't think the midfield is used as much. Uh, very back and forth. Uh, and it's not, I feel, as tactical as it is in other places, more open. Whereas in Mexico, it's more, uh, not physical, because it's more physical here, but it's, the, the little things, they'll pinch you when they defend you, they'll, you know, they'll rough you, roughing you up, stuff like that. 
and it's it's a more technical game, at least in Mexico's second division compared to the USL. Uh, so, I, like I said, I played a year in Germany, and the, the main difference I, I noticed was that the intensity there was crazy. Like, growing up in Germany, especially, like, everything is about soccer. All these guys want to be successful. There are tons of good players everywhere. So, in training, guys are killing each other, and guys are trying to take each other's spots. And I feel like um, here, when you're at that professional level, it's more working together as a team and, and trying to be the best together instead of just going, trying to be the best and killing your teammates and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like, um, yeah, the players are just very passionate over there and everything is about soccer. <laughs> uh, what I think the difference is just uh, the developmental part, you know, from the youth. Um, they take it more, a little bit more serious out there than um, how they do it out here. That just for me the difference. I was out there since I was 16, came back at 23, and I know I wouldn't have been the player that I am if I never had gone overseas. For my new faces here, basically besides me, Brandon and Val, how you guys been enjoying Charlotte? What are you guys, you know, a new bar, favorite restaurant, favorite event that you guys go to? Tell the people out here what you guys been up to here in Charlotte. Bolero. <laughs> yeah, besides the Bolero and Matthews, top spot. Um, Charlotte's fun because there's a ton of young people here and it's a super growing city. So there's a lot of things to do. There's something going on every weekend. All the bars here are super oriented towards like games and fun stuff and all that. Everything's super dog friendly. Everybody's here to have a good time for the most part for the non-soccer crowd. So. Very easy to go find anywhere where it's easy to meet people and find something to do. Favorite restaurants, favorite bars, which I've been up to. All right, so I've been here for a couple months so far. Um, not been able to see too much yet, but um, yeah, I can't really go to bars or clubs yet. So I mainly just go to South End, just get something to eat. Um, Hawkers is good. Uh, they got some good ice cream spots down there, and that's pretty much all I do. Uh, I actually live right down the street, so I come here um, sometimes. This place is really good. Um, and then there's a bunch of little bars right over in Noda, which I tend to go to, and little restaurants. If you want to try a restaurant, try Goodyear House. Highly recommended. Gabby, you should go to Goodyear House. Um, I live in Matthews too with uh, a few of the players, but I have a young daughter, so I go to Aquatot, uh, splash pads, playground, stuff like that. So it's pretty boring for like all the people, you know. <laughs> Gabby, though, um, if you don't mind with us, you know, it's it's. it's very a big honor to have you here at my show as well, man. My man, definitely been connected with you over the weeks. If you don't mind sharing with us one of your backstory real quick, Gabby played overseas, Manchester United, a couple of big top clubs in the Premier League. If you don't mind sharing with us a top moment, either Manchester, Newcastle, a story, or a funny story, or something in your times over there. Um, it was a well, it was a while ago, so 
to me, the experience was amazing. When, when you leave it, you, you, you actually think it's like, it's uh, like that everywhere, you know? You're gonna leave Manchester and it's gonna be the same. And once you, you leave, it's like, like they said over there, it's like the only way is down. You know, you leave the club and the facilities are different, the coaching, the experience, the players around you. So it's been great. Newcastle is, is a top club as well, but you, you still feel that, that difference of like higher level than just being around players like, you know, all the ones like I played the, it was his last couple of years for schools, gigs, uh, when Rooney was there, Nani, all these guys, it's just, you learn every day, you know? It's not, it's a bit cliche to say, but once you you left and I've been around the, like all over the world and these guys are just on another level. But for like a, a story, probably my second year, um, like we used to, we usually don't get that many days off because there's Champions League, uh, Cup games or whatever, like so many st stuff to do, international break, all the players go to, to with, with the national teams. But uh, occasionally we would get a day off and I would take a day off you know, and uh, maybe two, three times. And uh, the first time I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go to the training ground, you know, like to be to feel good by myself. And I showed up and the whole team was there every single day off. So I was like, you guys come all the time. So yeah, you needed to learn by yourself. There's no day off here. Even if you just come to do like some stretching or like recovery or whatever you do, there's no days off. These guys are just on 24 seven, you know? So that was like a good learning, you know, experience. Like that's something that we can take here as well too. I, I appreciate you providing that input. September is coming up with a brutal stretch of seven games in a month, basically almost two games a week kind of thing. How do you guys prepare for a tough stretch like that? You know, kind of finishing out the season strong. Me personally, you know, getting ready for these games, it's kind of about rest, sleeping a little bit more, maybe eating a little bit better, maybe hydrating a little bit more, not necessarily doing a bunch of excursions because, you know, we got a game every Wednesday and Saturday. And I, I think a big thing is taking care of your body, especially for us athletes. So, you know, one of the things I like to do is really just relax and cool out. Simple as that is, but it goes kind of a long way because when you're out just about all the time, it adds up and we're running miles and miles every single game. So we got a lot of games coming up. So that preparation is key. What about you guys, though? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Kind of just being in tune with my body. So when I'm dead after training, kind of just doing recovery and chilling. And then when I feel like I need to go to the gym, going to the gym and making sure I'm just working all the time and doing stuff to better myself and prepare us for the game. I mean, uh, it's pretty much, I think it's what I call, or what it's called invisible training, you know, just resting well, eating well. I don't really change much. I just, I'm harder on my diet for the most part. That's pretty much about it. Don't be shy, which I'll be up to. I mean, for me, I would say just making sure I maintain a routine. Like getting into the end of the season, you get you kind of get tired, and you it's tough to you know get up early for training or get up early and go to the gym or, or do that after practice and do the little little things that you were doing in the beginning of the year. So just maintaining the habits so that you you stay sharp and you stay ready. Um, that's the biggest thing for me.
Tell us all one interesting, could be a fun fact or any fact about you that we don't know outside the field. Um, in second grade, first and second grade, I was a bowling champion, uh, me and my sister. Uh, did I? You want a new fact? Uh, shit. Right. <laughs> There's new people here. Are there not new people here? You know? I'm letting everybody know. Matt, did you hear that one last time? Exactly. Matt knows now. Boom. I was a fifth grade spelling bee champion. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, I'm probably the best Call of Duty player in the team. Best what? Best Call of Duty player in the oh, team. Wow. I'd like to say that. Wow, all right. What you got to say about David Tanao? We're going to see tonight. Not easy. I love Kanye every day. See, Kev. Hey. Hey, what about you? Yeah, you go. I had one. I forgot it. Give me a second. I honestly forgot what I was going to say. Um, I guess I just grew up surfing. I guess that's an interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember what I was gonna say now. I was uh, labeled gifted and talented as a kid, and it didn't do anything for me. If you couldn't tell by me forgetting my fact right there, so you know, always dream big, even if you weren't named that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my uh, fun facts about me is I love to have a good time. And when I talk about having a real good time, it's a real good time. <laughs> um, fun fact. There's not much. Not much? Not much money, don't you? No, I mean, I got... I don't know. I got my Cambridge diploma. What's up, what's up? Oh, uh, fun fact about Val, he has an Android. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact about me, I guess, too. Last time I used, I was a black belt. Uh, this time, I went to high school for basketball, not soccer. I played basketball and soccer through high school. But I wanted to open this up, lastly, for a Q&A for you guys to ask anyone or all of us questions. Definitely don't hesitate. All questions are good questions. You know, feel free. It's, it's a rare time you get to see us in person like that, too. So definitely don't hesitate to ask questions. I got a ton of questions, so I'll go ahead and start. Um, one would be, some of you guys played college soccer, and some of you didn't. So like Christian or Brandon, or Hughes, if you had to do it all over again, would you still do college soccer and become a pro, or would you take the Adam Armour route and skip it? I would not take college soccer at all. I would I would have skipped it all. Um, I had the opportunity, and I chose to take the college route. Um, I, would have, I would have not done that if I had known better. I, I 
a little more guidance. I think here in the U.S. there's not enough guidance for young players to choose between the two options. I think the college route for some kids is the right route. Um, I think for kids like Adam, it's not. Uh, kids that are, you know, way too many steps ahead of the others. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done college uh, if I could go back. I was in a different position because at 17, I was good, but not like good enough to go straight to pro. Like I was good enough to get into like a good D1 school. So I was happy to go to college and I just ended up going to a place that was able to develop me enough to get me to the pro level. So for somebody like me, it was worthwhile, but I agree like if I was in the position that Adam is or that Dean was when he was younger, I probably would have skipped it for the sake of my development as a player. But in some cases, it works out. I'm a little bit older than these guys. Uh, so like leagues like the USL for sure and, and MLS weren't, uh, weren't what they are now. Uh, and so that option for me, I don't think would have been uh, the best option for my development. Uh, you know, back in 2007, 2008, it's a little bit different than what MLS looks like now for 18-year-old Adam here. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think I would have would have stuck with college or potentially looked overseas, but uh, happy with my decision. I do want to add, though, that uh, it wasn't, it was uh, overseas. I, I wouldn't have chose to go MLS at that point in time. I think now it's a little different but I still think overseas is the better option for young players. And yeah, for me, I think, I think it's, it kind of depends on the player. You only play for two and a half, three months in college. You're only training from like August to end of October, November. Some kids need that college experience. Me, for example, I, I didn't have any professional looks or anything, so I needed college to help me propel me to that next level. But as these guys mentioned before, if you're guys where you're, you're in high school and you already know, okay, I'm gonna go pro, I have an idea. MLS team wants me or an overseas team wants me then, you know, I'll, I would tell them, I still tell young kids these days, kind of skip college and train every day. You're playing at least 10 times or for 10 months straight, getting in touch with grown men. By the time you're, you know, three years older from where you are now, you're still pretty much still young. So if you have that right situation, definitely take that leap. But some kids, I still, I'm still not, not knocking the college game. Some kids need that as myself. It helped me get here today too. So, you know, can't knock it. Anybody else? Don't be shy out there either. I'll do another one. Bienvenue, Gabriel. I've been in France a lot. So, where are you from in France? And do you have a favorite team in France? And then, who do you think is going to win the Manchester United Newcastle game when Ronaldo arrives? Do you play both of those? Well, uh, I'm from Paris, but uh, I left I left Paris when I was uh, 13. So then I went to Bordeaux and uh, I went through like under 16 and, and all that until until I got pro and played a couple of years pro pro there. Favorite team in France? I would just go for Bordeaux because I actually played there. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bordeaux and Paris would say I would say is like uh, my two favorite teams. Then um, Manchester is always well, uh, will stay a big favorite anyway. It's just a historical club, and uh, they, they they added Ronaldo Ronaldo's the roster. I think they were already stacked, but 
they have a great chance. Forget about Newcastle, they have a great chance to win the title. So it's going to be interesting this year. That's our trainer back there, just hopped in, Christian. Shout out, Christian. It's a Q&A, Christian, so feel free to be a spectator and ask us any questions if you have any, not to put you on the spot. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Anybody else out there? Christian, you got any questions for us? Adam, what do you anticipate the relationship between independence and Charlotte FC next year in terms of like players, organizations, fans, or what would you want it to be? That's a good question. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think, I, I think that they'll be sharing some of the same fans. I see some Charlotte FC people um, supporters out at the independence games. Um, in was that me? <laughs> yeah, in terms of um, the players, I'm not sure how it's going to work. I think Charlotte FC will probably be looking at the independence to see if there are any players that can play in the MLS. And yeah, I think they'll just keep an eye on, on one another. Well, before a game, I, I mean, you know, you usually wake up, you're hungry, right? So you got to make yourself some breakfast, um, you eat. But basically, I game. I game all throughout till it's ready for me to go to the stadium. Just get distracted a little bit, you know? Yeah, I think for me, I don't, on the day of the game, I don't think too much about the game until it's time to play. Um, so mainly just a normal day, just chill. Um, I mean, the one thing is just to make sure I get my shower in before I go to the stadium, just to make sure I'm feeling clean and feeling good. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I say that's like my only ritual as well to taking that shower before I sleep in. It's like one of the few times we can sleep in too on a game day, usually at practice in the morning. So take advantage of that sleeping in, have a big like brunch kind of thing, sleep again. <laughs> Wake up, take my shower, and I'm good to go. But that's home days. And on our way trips, you know, it's kind of different. We have a schedule. We have to wake up, have a meeting in the morning, go over some things about the team. Usually have a big, like, four-hour gap in between from, like, 10 to maybe 2 or 3. Then you have a pregame meal around 3.30, and then you get ready to leave around, like, 5, 5.30 or something like that. So depending on home or away, you know, you have different schedules kind of thing. But for the most part, we're all pretty much relaxed, relaxing. On home games, it's Chipotle, so that's for sure. We got to get Chipotle before. Then. <laughs> Anybody else, though? What do you guys want to do when you finish playing? Any ideas on careers in or out of soccer? Reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> He's 100% serious. That's. 
Uh, I enjoy the business side of sports, so I see myself getting into something, uh, whether it's front office or league stuff or <clears throat> just merging merging interests, whether it's you know soccer, business, uh, real estate, being able to merge those to to continue my career off the field. I think I'll probably just pursue my rap career. <laughs> For me, this is what I kind of see, um, you know, having this brand and podcast myself too, I would love to have this be my full-time job after I, I see this being like an entertainment company where I'm traveling in different uh, markets, not just in the USL, MLS, or just, or even in the women's game as well, but increasing notoriety in this game because it's lacking when, in terms of like preseason, what goes on in preseason, no visuals on that even for USL players, women and men's, in terms of on away trips, or you see the NFL and NBA how to do certain visuals and you really don't see anything too much of the domestic game. And I think all that awareness is gonna increase the game and it's gonna inspire kids because a lot of kids these days don't wanna, you know, they don't watch soccer, so they can't be where they can't see. And so they don't see soccer, they don't really have an understanding for it. So that's my goal and I'd love to get this big enough where I'm able to, you know, showcase that even on a, a national TV kind of thing too. So you know, just preparing right now for, my, for after my career. I see Charlotte getting the women's team because of the Memorial Stadium. Um, I think <clears throat> for the independence, uh, from a business standpoint, it, I think it could help them. Um, I think they signed a 10-year contract or a lease on that stadium, so they have to make use of it. Charlotte FC is coming in town. <clears throat> I think that could help them from a business standpoint. But I do, I do think a women's team is going to come either here or Raleigh. I can see that, but I think it could suit here a little bit more with the other teams here as well. That's a great question, Christian. I appreciate you asking that. Um, I mean, myself, I work with a, a couple of organizations here in Charlotte, and then, like you mentioned before, we, we formed the Black Players Alliance um, specifically for uh, what you're talking about to grow the game of soccer in, in minority communities. And I think um, with some of the stuff that we're working on now with the with the alliance, I think it'll it'll be helpful to you know, just make it more. More comments in minority communities to, you know, play soccer, see soccer, um, do things like that. So I think that's the biggest thing, whether it's right now or post-career, continuing to be able to work with that organization or organizations like that that um, make soccer more accessible uh, in these communities. Last questions before we wrap some things up. 
So listen, I appreciate you guys again for coming through for the third show. It's an honor. I really appreciate it. Definitely follow. You got some cards on the table. Follow Backyard Footy on all social media platforms. See this live on YouTube. I'll put some things up as well. Got some merch here as well, too. If you want to join the footy wave, all sizes. You see some, I got the shirt on here right now. My boy got the other BYF in gray. Um, some other people out there wearing some backyard footies. My man Noah got the footy for the culture right here, too. Sorry. And my man Urban, too. So got some models out here showing y'all already what to do. If you want to join, feel free. Come over, talk to me. Here's some shirts here as well. But again, you're free to stick around for the next, like, 45 minutes, hour or so. Chop it up to the players. If you got to go, definitely don't hesitate to leave. But I appreciate you guys again. My fellas here as well, too. Mad love as well for coming through. Appreciate you guys as well. And I'll see you guys again soon, footy fans. Thank you. Thank you, you. Backyard Footies brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network podcast. That's BGN.FM on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM.